Hi, you're listening to Neon Nottingham, the only podcast in Nottingham dedicated to showcasing students' work. To keep up to date with all the new episodes, make sure you follow us on here and over on Insta at neon underscore Nottingham. Hello and welcome to the Run Through It podcast. The physical benefits that running can have on you are widely documented, but what about mental health? Waiting lists for mental health support just keep getting longer and longer, with research from the Royal College of Psychiatrists showing that 23% of adults in the study were waiting for over 12 weeks, with 43% saying their mental health got worse during the wait for support. There are many things that can be tried to combat the effects, with exercise something high on the list. The release of endorphins and endocannabinoids into the bloodstream are increased by sport and may have positive effects such as mood improvements and increased self-esteem. Running is a sport accessible to the majority of people and there are three main ways that the sport has a positive impact on mental health. I'm going to be exploring the community atmosphere that running brings, escapism and ecotherapy. The reason why I like running is because it, it just makes you forget everything. You know, you go out there, um, if you're running on your own, you can just switch your mind off and just take in um, take in what you're doing. I guess it's almost maybe a little bit addictive, you know, the not just the, the feelings of the run itself, but you know, that, like I said, that, that feeling of community spirit, you know, you, you want to come back and start seeing the same faces. I really started liking it, not the actual running bit, but I started liking the people there. Don't wait for the motivation to get outside. Yeah. Because when you're depressed and down and low and anxious, you may never feel like going for a walk. You may never feel like putting your trainers on going for a run. But if you do put your trainers on, if you do get out for a walk, you'll always feel better. An ecotherapy is where we begin. According to Mind Charity, being outdoors can have several benefits such as reducing stress, increasing relaxation and reducing loneliness. Jan Bailey has been running properly for six years and now represents England finishing fifth in his age category at a recent cross-country event in the English and Irish Masters. We'll be discussing all three benefits, but firstly Jan, you do a lot of trail running. What do you get out of that both physically and mentally? Well, physically, um, it just breaks up uh, everyday running so um, do a lot of training on the track do a lot of training on the road and um, obviously f- because I've got an aging body as well it's um, it helps uh, to run on different types of terrain and uh, just uses different muscles um, that's the physical side the um, the mental side I mean this you just run in um, I do a lot of running in Clumber Park and um, it's just really beautiful there's it's traffic free uh, not many people around um, it's really pretty and it's just like yeah it's just relaxing so you can just sit back um, and just enjoy uh, just enjoy the, the scenery and yeah enjoy the running basically yeah does it help you escape the stresses of and issues <laughs> yeah because uh, I mean I um, the reason why I like running is because it, it just makes you forget everything you know you go out there um, if you're running on your own you can just switch your mind off and just take in um, take in what you're doing uh, I usually do a lot of running with friends so uh, you chat find out what they've been up to you know it's a good way to catch up with with you know with what's been going on in other people's lives um, yeah and does it help you clear your head maybe 
And yeah, no, absolutely. Because, well, what, what I double run. So, um, and the only way I can do that is by running at lunch times. So I work in the morning. And I mean, my job's not exactly super stressful, but uh, some days, you know, you, you know, you can have good days and not so good days. And when I go for a run at lunchtime, I just get my running kit on, go out for half an hour, and I just forget about work completely. Um, yeah, just chills you back out. Um, I come back, I feel better for it, uh, and then I can, you know, sort of get back into work in the afternoon. And then, yeah, then sort of when I go out for my second run in the evening, it's usually straight after work. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll, um, if my afternoon, uh, like the last hour of work, I'm just basically looking forward to going for a run. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so in that regard, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. And in, then, your, in your lunchtime runs, it's not so much faster, really. it's just getting no. out and getting a change of scenery. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all just, that's all kind of base building. So that just goes to, because if I try and run, to try and run 100 to 120 kilometers a week, you know, you've got to try and and work a full time job. You've got to try and do the put the miles in somewhere. Um, I'm not a massive fan of running early in the morning before work. So I mean, I start work at eight thirty, which is not ridiculously early, but you know, you're having to go out at sort of half past six, seven o'clock, which in the summer is not too bad, but in the winter. And and also, I I like to I pretty much enjoy every single run I do. Uh, whereas I wouldn't do that if I if I, I feel like I was forcing it in the mornings. Whereas at lunch times, you know, uh, I've got an hour's unpaid lunch break, so instead of just sitting around at work or walking into town and sitting in a coffee shop, or, you know, for an hour, I'll I'll go for a half and a half a half an hour run, and you know, and it, I really enjoy doing it, um, and it's sustainable as well. So, you know, I've been doing that. I don't do it every day. I do it four days a week. So like Fridays, like my day off. Um, uh, so I'll, I, you know, I've been doing it four days a week for oh, a year, probably maybe, maybe longer. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't tie me out. It's because it because it is just an easy run. You know, it's really comfortably slow. And during lockdown, being on outdoor runs was something that would have been increasing, as it was one of the only things you're allowed to do. So, did you increase your time outdoors in lockdown, and did it help reduce the effects of isolation? Massively, yes. Yeah, uh, that was probably one of the things that kind of changed my 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 kind of my running was the fact that I was uh, I oh, how many I, I probably went from doing sixty kilometers a week up to doing a hundred to hundred and twenty a week because of lockdown, just because I was able to able to do those though that amount of time. Yeah, and it wasn't just running, you know, went out on the bike, uh, walking, yeah, you know, just being outside. Um, and doing any kind of aerobic activity is just, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it's brilliant. And I hope you won't mind me saying that you took running up at a reasonably late age, so what lured you in? Uh, what lured me in? Well, the story, the, the brief story is, is um, uh, I used to play, I played a lot of football and a lot of rugby when I was younger, so I had like a, a bit of fitness, but then um, for a few years I just didn't do anything at all. And then when I, I think I was about 40 and a friend of mine at work suggested park run. So um, uh, I went down to Parkrun, did it once, didn't really like it that much. Uh, waited another year and then he, he kept on at me, so I went back again. And uh, um, I kind of did it and I just thought, oh, this is actually not too bad. So I, I went back the week after and because Parkrun's, you know, it's timed and you get a position, I was, uh, I thought, oh, I came, I came like 20th or something. So I thought, oh, I'll see if I can get in the top 20 this time. And it was just kind of, it just encouraged me to, um, like keep going 
and then I thought, well, if I want to get any quicker, I might need to like not just run every once a week. You know, I'll, I'll like do a, 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 a like a warm up or practice run in, in the middle of the week, and um, and then I found that that kind of helped, and it, and five k didn't seem so far after a while. So yes, yeah, so, and then and then I thought, all right, you know, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting all right at this, and you know, I could see, I could see like the, the first ten guys, I think, quite, I can get in the top ten here. So it was like, I started training twice a week, and then three times a week, and it just and it just kind of progressed, and almost almost gets a little bit addictive. Um, so yeah. And finally, now you you run for England now. You recently did the English Irish Masters. So what's the atmosphere and community feeling like? And was there much general support for well-being alongside performance? Yeah, I mean um, the Masters scene is really good because it's um, it, I mean it's highly competitive, but uh, everybody has got everyone's best interests at heart. So you know if um, even the different countries. So when when we went to Ireland, we were racing against obviously Scotland. Uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland and Wales and everybody is kind of like cheering on everybody else even though they obviously they want to beat them and the, and the England team spirit was great because uh, everybody wants everybody to, to run it as well as they can and and enjoy it yeah and, it, and it's not just all about the actual racing you know there was a everybody stays in the same hotel you have a there was a big dinner afterwards where everyone's you know chatting getting together getting to meet new people um, and yeah yeah so that's yeah it's really good yeah, it's really good. Brilliant to get the insight of an international athlete there, so thanks again Jan. It's all well and good Jan and I banging on about the benefits of running as two runners ourselves, but what do the experts think? My next guest has over 30 years of experience supporting people with mental illnesses. Leslie runs Leslie Butlin Psychotherapy, Coaching and Supervision, offering support through counselling, outdoor therapy and mindset coaching, amongst other things. Leslie and I sat down over a hot chocolate to discuss these factors. Um, thank you, George. I was a mental health nurse for 20 years, so I worked in the NHS, and then I did a little bit of management in the NHS, and I didn't like that very much, so I went back into clinical work and trained to be a counsellor, and then after that, I trained to be a psychotherapist and I've been a psychotherapist for about 23 years. I'm just going to see if I can turn that off. I thought there might be a switch. They'll okay. come round in a minute. Okay. It's cold everywhere. <laughs> Whoops. So something that you offer for support is outdoor therapy. Can you explain the positive <laughs> impacts of being outdoors and what that does to the brain? Oh, well, that's a big question. Um, yeah, I've. it's something I've only really looked into since COVID, well, during COVID, mm -hmm. when I couldn't see people face to face. So I started offering walk and talk and what I found was just getting people outside and being in nature just really impacted. Um, I think there's something about you can get away from your issues and get away from what's bothering you, whether that's anxiety or low mood or whatever issues people have got. Um, being outside, just somehow you get in touch with beauty and the colour of the river where I am and the colour of the trees. and. People just really enjoyed being outside. Um, I guess what it does as far as the brain is a bit like exercise, which I know we're going to talk about later, but um, the feel-good hormones um, impacting on the adrenaline, etc., and the cortisol, and lowering the cortisol by being outside. What's so the cortisol? The cortisol is the um, anxiety, produces anxiety in the brain. So when we're anxious, we get too much cortisol. Right. And so it's like the fight and flight. Yeah. So um, 
when we're outside and calm, we'll lower that cortisol levels and get the noradrenaline that kicks in, that counteracts that and makes us the feel-good hormones. Yeah. Um, and I think what I've done quite a bit of is people being mindful in nature, so just in this moment rather than worrying about the past or worrying about the future. So often when we worry about the past, that's depression. When we worry about the future, that's anxiety. When you can get people to be mindful and in this moment, yeah. usually they realise they're all right. Yeah. Um, and the Mental Health Foundation chose nature as their focus uh, for their week last year. So is that yeah. why you think that is? Um, I think it just really impacts. I think we haven't really... I don't know why. I don't know why. We haven't really en encouraged people to be outside and to to benefit um, because the National Trust and the RSPB and the Woodland Trust have all done a lot of um, advertising and marketing around mental health in the last few years, encouraging people to get outside and be in nature. So I think we're suddenly becoming aware of the impacts and the positive impacts on mental health and being outside. And you're even wearing green today. Oh, I live in green. <laughs> You'll see from my website. <laughs> Everybody says that. So alongside being outdoors, running has other mental benefits like escapism and community. So do you ever prescribe exercise or being outside to mentally ill patients? Absolutely. Um, in fact, just today at lunchtime, I told a very busy man, he works in a hospice, and he's very busy and very stressed, and he said, I hate winter. It's always dark when I come to work, and it's dark when I come home. I did tell him it's still autumn, it's not even winter. <laughs> but I also said to him, what do you do at lunchtime? And what he does is move from one meeting to another. Mm. And I said to him, why don't you just walk up the street, maybe pick up a coffee or a sandwich some days, but just get out and see the park? Because he says he works mm -hmm. opposite a park. So I literally am always recommending people get out. And I encourage people to run as much as possible because it's completely changed my life. Have you ever found anyone that's maybe that's already running before, or people often not? Yeah, I do get people that are runners. Yeah, I do get clients that are runners, and I often encourage them to run a bit further, and yeah. a bit further. Um, but I do, I have got quite a few people into things like um, Couch to 5K. Yeah, that's um, brilliant, yeah. By, by just talking to them about how it changed my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. So people often talk about, you know, endorphins that are released by exercise. Mm. Is there any truth to that? And, and what impact does that have, both short-term and long-term? Absolutely. What we know at the moment, George, is that we have... When we're alive, when we just wake up in the morning, most people, the first thing they do is pick up their phone. Yeah. When you look at your phone and you look at social media and you see what everybody's doing, all those triggers actually reduce, release stress hormones. Yeah. So by an email might come in that maybe not for you at your age, but for me it might say your mortgage is going up by da da da, and the next email might be an electricity bill, or the next email might be a client saying, oh, I need to change that appointment. So all those little things are stressors. Yeah. If you open social media, it's a stressor. You might see your favourite forest team <laughs> have just lost, or you might see somebody having a great time and you feel left out. All those little triggers release stress hormone. So we know that social media and phones and modern technology has increased in the last 20 years, particularly that stress hormone for everybody. So the, the, the opposite of that is to get out 
exercise, exactly what you're talking about with the getting the feel-good hormones, getting yeah. the impact on the brain. And the long term of that we know makes a huge impact because I listened to a podcast just this week, Dr Chatterjee talks about, he's a GP, 90% of the people that come into his surgery for things like diabetes, heart disease, weight management, never mind stress, anxiety yeah. and depression, he says 90% are stress-based illnesses. So nature's a great way to escape, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so exercise and nature and getting outside, if we can reduce that stress long term, we're not going to get things like diabetes and heart disease yeah. um, if we keep ourselves healthy. So there's a lot of physical illness as well as the mental side. Yeah. Fascinating to hear from Leslie there, showing that nature can really lift the spirits of those at their lowest. Now the reason I got into running was because I started an event called Parkrun. It began when my football team took part in a sponsored run of our local course and from there my love grew and grew. I didn't so much enjoy the run, but more the friendly and welcoming atmosphere that I experienced in my first event leading me to have completed over 80 now in total. Parkrun is a weekly 5k event held at local parks across the country and the world every Saturday at 9am. Runners, walkers and volunteers all attend one of over 2,000 global runs spanning 23 countries. Now I do apologise for when someone decided to come in and open their lunch next to us in the next section where Leslie and I discuss Parkrun as we talk about her own running journey as a keen runner herself. Interestingly George, I started running when a friend died. So my boy was um, 10 and he was in a football team and one of the football mums died very suddenly from cancer and I'd never run. I didn't understand running, I didn't get running. I had a friend who ran and I'd say, why would you run when you can walk? Yeah. I did walk a lot. And I decided just one day I was going to do the couch 5k and raise money for this friend that had died. And that was in... It was 10 years ago and in three years I'd done three half marathons and a marathon and raised about £8,000 wow. for charity. Um, so it completely got the bug, completely changed yeah. my life. And did that, did that maybe impact your, <coughs> your counselling as well because you saw firsthand the, the positive impacts that sport and nature can have? Absolutely, absolutely and you know I tell everybody it changed my life yeah. becoming a runner because again you're out, I don't like running on a treadmill, I'll do it oh, twice it. a year in yeah. winter if I have to, if I'm training for something I'll, I'll sometimes but I hate it. I, I love running down the River Trent because that's where I live, I, run, I like trail runs, I don't particularly like pounding pavements. Um, but I love being outside because then you see the birds and the trees and the light and the colour and the river looks different. You can just different. go into your own bubble, can't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you say that as running helped you then get through a really tough moment and bring you through it? It has. When my mum died, um, I realised that it had been quite traumatic. She'd yeah. been in hospital for quite a while and it was quite traumatic and I realised through running that actually when I was running often I used to process yeah. So I'd be thinking about conversations I'd had with professionals or conversations I'd had with my family. Um, and actually it was really good because I didn't run away from my grief, but I ran through it, if that makes yeah. sense. So 
you go to partner now as well. I love partner. What benefits does that have on people and why do you keep going? <laughs> I love partner, George, as you know. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think it's one of the best um, innovations to hit physical and mental health for, well, since the NHS probably. I yeah. think it's changed so many people's lives. Um, I encourage people to walk it. I encourage people to just go and volunteer. I've had um, people that have been you know, single people on their own, I've had people that have been bereaved, that I've said, just go and volunteer if you haven't got yeah. um, an interest. I think the community is amazing. I've done, I don't know, about 30 different partners over the country. Yeah. Um, and there always seems to be a really good volunteer community and people are all, there seems to be a really good ethos of um, inclusion and yeah. acceptance it doesn't matter what size you are what color you are what age you are whether you've got a dog or not it's like everybody partners so yeah. i really enjoy it and i think the fact it's free and it happens the same time every week people can get into a routine and <laughs> yeah just and you don't it. have to think oh is it this saturday or last saturday or yeah. is it this saturday this month it's like you just know it's on yeah. you can just get up and go and you know people travel the world don't they to, yeah. to do partners yeah it's stunning the rise of it isn't it yeah, yeah. i think it's amazing why do you do it all the time? I'm going to turn the question on you now. <laughs> well, I started through football. Oh, my, okay. We had a sponsored charity run. Oh. And then I absolutely hated the run. And then I got to you know, the top of the hill and it's just the final spray. And I was with mum. I'd been moaning the whole way around. <laughs> and I sprinted off, did a sprint finish and felt amazing and said, Mum, can we come back next week? <laughs> she was like, no. And we did. And, yeah. But you make such good friends. I yeah. think it's just... It's a lovely community, yeah. you're never on your own yeah. if you do a park one. Yeah, and there's park walkers now and there's just yeah. someone for everyone, isn't there, mm. really? So yeah, I think park one's amazing. Yeah. Have you got any final thoughts on running mental health? <sighs> Gosh. Um, I know you could talk for days. I could, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think if anybody's struggling, what I would say is don't wait for the motivation to get outside. Yeah because when you're depressed and down and low and anxious you may never feel like going for a walk you may never feel like putting your trainers on going for a run but if you do put your trainers on if you do get out for a walk you'll always feel better yeah but sometimes people say oh, i didn't feel like it you probably won't feel it's like how you it feel after yeah. but it's you feel after yeah thanks leslie oh you're really welcome george leslie and i both go to newark park run on saturday mornings to prove it's not just us that love parkrun, I took a mic down last week to speak to runners and walkers who turn up every week and are reaping the rewards. So my name is Nick and I am 56 years old. So I'm Stuart, I'm 52 years old. Hi, I'm Gareth, I'm 28. I'm Tom, I'm 38. And this is my son Sam, who's nine, and my son Eddie, who's seven. And uh, we got into parkrun because I wanted to encourage my boys to run. Yeah. So we started coming this, uh, back in January and now we attend a park run most weekends. I got into park run because uh, my son was training to do a marathon and I thought I'd go along and sort of show willing to help him and so we started doing uh, park runs and uh, yeah I just I just uh, I've just carried on because uh, I love the atmosphere uh, it's a great start to the weekend uh, it's communal and it's really inclusive. I got into running because I was very overweight um, borderline obese and I could feel it in my body that I, um, I needed to do better in life. And at the time, my wife, this, we're going back a number of years now, my wife and I were trying for a baby. 
and what I wanted to do was make sure that my baby didn't in inherit my my kind of unhealthy yeah. RNA yeah. at the time. Um, I've been running most of my life, you know, I've always loved being active, um, I've loved sports, I love challenging myself, um, so running's always been a part of my life, but since I've got a bit older, um, I've really kind of appreciated the value of community as well, and I think that's what parkrun gives you, you know, it gives you the chance to challenge yourself, push yourself during your run, but you're surrounded by like-minded people that are all doing the same, and you real, really feel that sense of community spirit when you're um, when you're running alongside them, you know, before the race, you can feel everyone's excitement, everyone's got the slight nerves, and at the end, you can see everybody's sharing in the same feelings of fulfillment uh, and achievement. So that's why I think parkrun is such a great thing. And the, the the consistent thing through this all this journey is um, is kind of parkrun, because what it does is it brings you all together with with a whole load of different people in different states, different positions of their their life. Do you feel part of a community when you come to yeah, parkrun? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've done several different parkruns, uh, maybe ten or twelve different ones, but Newark is our most local one and. Every time we return here, we see the same faces each week and, and you get to know people. And the amount of encouragement and goodwill that you get, especially running with children, yeah. it, I, I don't, I'm not aware of any other environment like this where it's so friendly. And is that what keeps you coming back every week? It is, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been a runner since the age of 15, now 38, and this this is quite a special environment, I think, especially yeah. with the kids, especially. It's also that really kind of positive um, environment. You you're not made to feel out of place you're not made to feel out of class you're not made to feel out of anything you know it doesn't matter whether you're walking at the end you know you've got team charles at the back that i run past and i always want to say i'm team charles as well as i go by and then you've got the, the volunteers who are wonderful they turn up it's raining today and they give back and you've got a fabulous volunteer please mention her she turns up with her dog and pom-poms i don't know if you yeah. say Honestly, it gives you such a lift that these people are giving back. So, you know, the, the positivity from Park Run just goes right across the board. It doesn't matter where you are in life's journey. It doesn't matter where you are in terms of your physical well-being. There's a place, there's a welcoming place here and sweets at the end often. And is that why you keep coming back? What keeps you coming back to Park Run? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I guess it's almost maybe a little bit addictive you know the not just the the feelings of the run itself but you know that like i said that that feeling of community spirit you know you, you want to come back and start seeing the same faces and um you know seeing your progression as well so um i think yeah park run just really fosters that sense of community which you know maybe in some parts of our lives now can be missing especially um during the the, the last couple of years you know everybody's felt a little bit of isolation at one point or another um so now that we're able to come together again as communities and sharing something like running that's why I think so many people enjoy it. Well, I go to, I go to, um, there's a number of park runs sort of in the area. Yeah. So uh, I go to kind of uh, a variety. And I think the sort of like the spirit and the kind of just the kind of whole kind of like enjoyment of it means that say one morning it's Saturday, like yesterday I was travelling back from Devon, didn't get in until about kind of midnight and thought, do I really fancy it? Yeah, of course I fancy it. And so, uh, yeah, it really gets you, gets you to do it. Um, it's probably about 15 years since I started Park Run. Um, by no means am I breaking any records, but I'm now running a, a good pace. Um, I'm a healthy weight, I'm no longer overweight, and I feel so much better for it. In this day and age, as a parent, um, there's a lot of distractions for the kids. I'm thinking about games consoles and social media, and um, it's the onus is on us as parents to promote sport. They don't get enough sport in school. We're the most obese nation in Europe 
and we have to promote sport yeah. and that's why I come here most weeks with my boys and we do a 5k park run. Yeah. I love the atmosphere, I love the fact that they've got all these people who are so generous with their time because it obviously it doesn't happen without the volunteers and they're just absolutely wonderful and yeah it's just it's just a great environment it certainly makes me feel uplifted and sometimes it makes me feel jubilant and everyone's kind of doing their own thing they've got their own little goal that they're going for so it's it, it ticks that box uh, it ticks that box as well and i love the fact that you can look on a map and see god there's park runs in australia and there's park runs in canada and norway and brilliant yeah, i love it there you have it people from all ages and backgrounds are made to feel welcome at parkrun only boosting their mental warmth and well-being Next to a story that I have received that further embodies what people get out of running and how it can guide people through tough times. The person who kindly shared their story wishes to remain anonymous and it goes like this. I've been running parkrun for many years and in the spring of 2020 I was up to about 170 runs, mostly at Newark, running at about 30 minutes. A decent time for a 60 plus runner. I was really feeling healthy and fit. Over the summer of 2020, I started getting stomach problems. I left it a little while before going to the GP after tests, where I was told I had stage 3 bowel cancer. This all happened at the same time as Covid hit us. Part one was closed and I was in treatment. I went through a whole range of emotions, as you might imagine. The treatment lasted one year and included three episodes of chemotherapy, radiotherapy and surgery to remove the cancer. I realised I needed to set some targets to focus on and one was to keep working at my job in the NHS and the other was to take part in some form of exercise each day during the treatment and post-treatment. This is where Part Run came in. It has been part of my Saturday morning routine for a few years and I was determined to get back at it post-treatment if my health permitted. During the chemotherapy, I managed to get out for a walk almost every day as my strength came back and I started to jog a little. The progress was slow but sure. It's two years and three months since my diagnosis and all the tests show that there is no cancer at present. I know there is a possibility that it might return at some point, but at the moment I'm clear and have a full life. My part run times aren't back to pre-treatment times, but I'm running three times a week and I feel great. Part run has helped me in many ways, physically before the treatment when I was 61 years old. It really helped me cope with treatment and get over the surgery. I bounce back quickly. Psychologically, these situations test all your resolve and you realise you need a good network of family and friends. Small aims are also vital and getting back to Parkrun was a key aim for me and still is as I'm slowly increasing my sessions and hope to get back to my former times eventually and achieve my green t-shirt with a 250 landmark next spring. That's a brilliant insight there and it really does show that parkrun and running can help you get over some of the toughest times in life. Thank you again. Finally, my last guest also does parkrun and she really knows the long-lasting impact that running can have on mental health. Nettie lost her sight at the age of 34 and has been on a battle of her own with mental health. 22 years later, she has since completed just shy of 250 parkruns with that milestone coming up on Christmas Day and has volunteered over 100 times. She shares her powerful journey with me and discusses how it feels to be well and truly past her problems, with running a key part of her recovery. I started off by asking Nettie why she decided to take up running. Um, well, I lost my sight when I was 34 and I come very unfit and I come very overweight 
um, I was 13, sto 13 stone then. Um, and also, I was, I went through a lot of depression because suddenly losing sight overnight, it really hits you. Yeah. And it knocked your confidence and self esteem. And somebody suggested running, and I laughed at them. <laughs> thinking, I can't run. You know, and the last time I ran was at school, I used to do cross country at school. I thought I can't run. Then um, a lady who guided me, called Sheena, uh, she said, um, let's try part one. Said, you got one local to um, local to you in Newark. And I went, what's part one? I know it said yeah. part one, it's obviously in the name, but I've never heard of it. So uh, she took me along to Newark part one. So that's how it started. And have you always felt welcome and wanted in the running community? I felt welcome straight away, actually. One of the first people who, who welcomed me, I didn't know his name at the time, was Bob. And also uh, Brian and then a couple of others. And, you know, you get to know all the names by them, but I didn't know anyone on that. But they just, as soon as I got there, and um, I can't remember who the chat was, but somebody came up to us and said, do, do you two need anything? Because I had a blind big one. And they said, do you need anything? Do we need to make an announcement or anything like that? And I said, no, I said, I ain't got a clue what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it started off with just parkrun, did it? And then you started running a bit more, is that right? Well, I started off your park, it's 1st of August 2015, and I did that, and I hated it. <laughs> I can't, I'll never be a runner, never be a runner. And then I went the second week, and I really started liking it, not the actual running bit, but I started liking the people there. Yeah. And people kept coming up to me and speaking to me, and not being funny, but they kept speaking to me like a normal person yeah. and not treating me as my disability, because I say I'm visually impaired. And I started feeling part of part one. And then that night I booked the um, Robin Hood half marathon. I thought, oh, wow. well, if I can do a part one, I can <laughs> go and do a half marathon. Yeah. That was clever. <laughs> yeah. um, so can you explain what you think running brings to your life that maybe you didn't have before? I can explain it in a couple of different ways. My husband said to me, my husband called Fred, and he said to me the other day, he says, I can't believe you. He said, before you started part one, you wouldn't say boo to a goose. <laughs> he said, you're so shy and so timid and so quiet, and you're just in your shell. He said, no, nah, you go and stand, and I do talks to I went to South Minster, I did a talk in front of like nearly a thousand children. Oh wow. And I, I you know, I, I do a lot of talks and I'm not, not embarrassed, I, I enjoy talking, I've got loads more confidence. Um, and now I don't mind asking people for help or I don't mind trying stuff because of part one, I try anything now. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Yeah. But I just give everything a go and I just want to go to my grave have no regrets she tried everything even though it didn't work but no mentally physically socially um and i've lost like i say i've lost like five stone that really helped my confidence is as you can tell i'm, I'm a very confident person my self-esteem my belief in you know i like myself now i really like myself now i love my life and the only thing I would change in my life is get my sight back. Yeah, but you feel like part one maybe gives you that? Part one gave me, I would say part one, part one and running has gave me, I would say 80% of that. Yeah. And then I built from that. So it is thanks, I can't thank part one enough. Yeah, and 
obviously you've met some guides through that. How many do you have and what's the relationship like that you have with them? <laughs> well, I've actually, it's because of Portland that people came up, I mean, Bob, Bob one of the people who came up and he offered to guide, Brian's guided me. Um, Paul, who guided me regularly, he's through part one. In fact, the only guide who's not through part one was Sheena, who took me to part one. I met Darren through part one, and then Catherine and Bruce. Everybody who actually guides me is actually through part one. Yeah. So, and then I joined a running club in Newark called Knott's Fast, and got a couple of guys from there. <laughs> and you've not convinced your husband to start running then? My husband you? said he wouldn't run for a bus. <laughs> so he, he does the agreement, he goes to have his, you know, his pints at the pub and he does a lot of walking, but no, he wouldn't run. Yeah, I found some research on the Mental Health Foundation. They say that sight loss can lead to fear, isolation and even depression. So do you feel like those... Um, those I would say that... I will tell you, um, I'll tell you a bit about my story. I, when I first lost my sight, I didn't go out the ice for 18 months. When I lost my sight six months later, I sat, I stood there in the kitchen with paracetamols and I wanted to end my whole life. I, I just had enough. But it's only because I've got five sons and my husband and that lot. And one of my sons got up in the night and asked if I was all right. He didn't see the tablets, but it's because of them that I didn't. And I said, please, that I didn't. I told my husband and my husband to leave me and take the kids. So I couldn't be a good wife and mum anymore. I went through every emotion. I went through anger, I went through fear. Fear is a really big one. Depression, definitely. And yeah, sometimes you still have an off day, but that's everybody else into it. But no, everybody says to Fred now, is she normally this happy and positive at home? Went, yeah, she is. She says she's just a happy person. Yeah, and so you're really glad that you got through that and yeah, you came I'm through really the other side. Yeah, I'm really and that's why I do a lot of talks and that lot, and to help other people through that. I help a lot of other people who's, who's losing the sight or limb or something like that. And so, so before you sat lost, I know you said you did cross country, but you never really did any exercise or running. I was very unfit, very unhealthy. I I just like just always eating. I just said, as soon as there's food there, there, and as soon as the fridge is there, I was eating. I'd, Honestly, I, I was walking around and I was out of breath. Um, I used to smoke 14 years ago. I used to drink that. And if I don't even drink alcohol now because I just want to get up in the morning and go for a run. Uh, I've not drunk in six years. Um, no, I was very unfit. I was really unfit, really overweight and really unhappy. Yeah. And obviously it's a really big change in your life, but do you feel like you've grasped the positives? a lot more I def I definitely grasp there's loads of positive I mean if I say to someone say somebody's never been to part one and I do actually say to people actually I say um, you need you know when I do my talks I said you need to come along to part one I said I know it's called part one but you can come and you can walk I said but it's not just for the exercise side it's for the mental side it's for the social side I said everybody's just so welcoming said you could turn up there on you and I said you can guarantee someone's going to talk to you. Uh, you can guarantee you're not going to be the last one because you, you always got to tell Walker and now I've been telling them that there's part walkers. I said there'll there be people who walk with you and I said, everybody says hello, uh, people say well done, you go past and people go past you or you go past and people say well done and all that like they encourage you and, and it's free. Yeah that's the main thing isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and you got any final thoughts about running and how it's impacted you? Uh, I just think that you know there's a lot of advertisements out there, but I think there should be more on telly to do things like part one and things like that. Um, and I think doctors should prescribe it really. I think it should you know they should encourage people to go part one and one in and just to get out there, just to be out in now you know be out in the fresh air, talk to people. Yeah. So you feel like since you started getting out of the house a lot more, it, it did improve your mental health? Well, my husband said I'd never at home, I'm always something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it really has improved my mental health a lot. Yeah. And I, I love life now. So, so from that day, standing in the kitchen with the paracetamols, to being here today, I love my life. Yeah, and I love brilliant. myself. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much, Nettie. Wow, a really striking story there by Nettie, really showing how sport and running can aid the recovery of mental illness and bring happiness. Now, that's about all we've got time for. Again, thanks to my guests, and I hope that we have shown you that running can have a positive impact on the brain as well as your fitness. Hope to see you at the track very soon. Bye for now.